it's Kate here with another episode of Chick Flick. Actually, we're doing a little bit of a different format here. And as you can see, I'm kind of doing this podcast by myself. Uh, but it's okay. I'm a strong woman. I can do it. But anyway, um, actually, it's quite lonely up here. But anyway, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. I need your support. Um, but today, we're talking about Oscar-nominated, Golden Globe-winning, The Favorite. Um, it was an incredible film, original screenplay, talking about Queen Anne, who actually was real, believe it or not. I hope she wasn't as dysfunctional as she was in the movie. See, this is why I need a co-host, because then I start to get, like, dis I just digress. It's like my blog, but verbal. It's weird. Anyway, oh, that's what a vlog is. Okay, I'm going to focus. So, back to what I was talking about. Um, uh, we're going to talk about The Favorite. And we're really going to talk about the women characters. I mean, the movie was driven by women. It was about women. Different characters, uh, different stories, different kinds of people. Um, you had three incredible actresses in this film. You had, first and foremost, the Queen, Queen Anne, played by none other than Olivia Colman. This character, for me, was... Um, they were all intense, but honestly, she was the most intense because she had a lot going on. When you first look at her, she's an absolute mess. Um, I think you realize that she's just, she doesn't have stuff together. She's complaining all the time. She's depressed, not very attractive at all, and just not a leader. But lo and behold, she actually turns out to be someone who you respect um, Olivia Coleman was dynamic. She was hilarious. Um, I told Coyote the other day that it just kind of looked like effortless. It looked like watching a ballet dancer honing their craft on stage. Like it was just, it was beautiful. And I really enjoyed watching her performance. I've never even heard of her, let alone see her perform. So I was just like, wow, like this is acting. Um, what I loved about the character was that, you know, at first she seems weak. She's afflicted by physical ailments. Um, really, she has a lot of mental issues that manifest themselves physically. We've come to find out, spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen it. Uh, what are you waiting for? Go see it. Like Oscars are like in four weeks. But anyway, um, we come to find out that she has 17 bunny rabbits uh, running around her room. Um, the reason for that is, is quite sadly, she has a rabbit for every miscarriage or, or every stillborn or for every child that has died that she's, she had 17 children pass away. And when you learn that, you're just like gut wrenched. You're like, Queen Anne, like for real? No wonder why you look like that. Um, you're still holding it together. But, you know, she's really been through a lot, but she's very, very kind. But you just look at her as kind of weak, like, you know, queen, like, you're a queen, man. Like, step it up. I'm going to need you to get it together. Like, stop relying on your female counterparts to hold you up. Although I love it when other women hold women up. However, this was just not your average, like, we're singing Kumbaya and we're, like, all cool and, and I'm your friend and I'm going to hold you up. No, this was, like... I'm manipulating you. I want you to do what I want you to do. So that kind of leads me into my next character. Her character was good, but, you know, towards the end of the film, when 
uh, Rachel Weiss's character has disappeared and, and you have uh, her really dealing with Emma Stone's character, you see the end scene is just so symbolic and you see her making Emma Stone's character, Lady Abigail, submit. And you realize, whoa, like she is coming. She finally has realized her power. This woman has lost 17 kids. She's quote unquote crazy. Um, but she finally has that awakening, that moment. And it's very fleeting. And it's it was absolutely perfect that Jorgis, I can't pronounce his last name for the life of me, but decided to implement that into the end of the film where it was so fleeting, you didn't even have a chance to really see it develop, but you knew it was almost like a perfect foil. And I love it when they do that because here she is throughout the entire film, kind of like an uh, an ugly duckling, right? And a, and a weakling and, and someone who's not to be respected. But then you come to find out that she really has it in her and you really want to just stand up and applaud. And it's just that fleeting moment. And that's all you need to understand like, okay, she a bad bitch, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so what I liked about it was she was super annoying, super funny, very torn between her two women in her life that were devoted to her, but for different reasons. So that kind of was an inside look into Anne Coleman's character. Um, the second character that I really want to delve into is Lady Sarah, played by Rachel Weisz. First of all, I actually, like, heart Rachel Weisz. Like, she's just one of my favorites. Not to mention she's married to Daniel Craig, and the two of them are just, like, a couple of hotness. Um, but she's incredibly talented in her own right. Um, and I believe she's won an Oscar before for another film that escapes me at the moment. But her character, Lady, Sa Lady, Lady Sarah, was um, at first, and you know what I love about this film? Really quickly, I digress. What I really love about this film was it, is it gives you, um, it gives you a quick, like, taste of something that kind of is not what it really is. That was completely and totally like you'd need like an abacus to try to figure out what I just said. But the point of that I'm trying to make here is that this film gives you something that makes you think something else. But then what then what is really happening? And when you watch Lady Sarah and you get to know her character, you think, wow, like what a manipulating ass. But she's really not like that compared to Lady Abigail's uh, character, who we'll get into in a second you see that Lady Sarah actually really does adore Queen Anne. And apparently they've been best friends since they were kids. And yes, Lady Sarah does have agendas. She is extremely just militant, um, strong, which I appreciate. But she's manipulative, man. I mean, she really like backs Queen Anne into a corner all the damn time. And she has an agenda because there's a war going on. Her husband's involved. He's like leading the army or something. And, you know, she wants what she wants. And she wants Queen Anne to vote a certain way. And you have to kind of admire her character. But then you kind of hate her. Because you're like, dude, like, let Queen Anne have a voice for herself. Like, this ain't right. Like, she's queen. Respect her. Um... And Queen Anne, like, defers to her all the time. I'm like, can you grow a backbone? Like, what is wrong with you? But honestly, Rachel Weiss is just as effortless on camera as Olivia Coleman is. 
she melded into this character perfectly. She had the right amount of wit, the right amount of sarcasm. She and Emma Stone just melted together on screen. And apparently they've become really good friends, which I love. Um, and they just worked, all three of them worked really, really well together. But what I love about her is that she's authoritative in just the right way. Little pushy. Just a smidge. And, you know, we think she's taking advantage of the queen, but really she does have her best interest at heart. And that comes to play at the end of the film. What I love about Lady Sarah is that she's true to herself. She's never going to be backed into a corner. She's never going to back down from what she wants. She's willing to throw it all away because of her beliefs. But at the same time, you get an intricate look into exactly how vulnerable she is and exactly how much she actually does love Queen Anne. Um, she has a lot riding at stake. Last but not least, we have Lady Abigail, played by Emma Stone. First of all, Emma Stone is just, like, radiant. I love everything about her. Like, I feel like she's just your average, like, Sunday brunch in L.A. type of girl. Like, you could do anything with her. Like, I have a girl crush on her. But... I actually love her. I think she's incredibly talented. She hasn't become pigeonholed. Um, she's challenged herself every step of the way. She's grown. She's an Oscar winner for crying out loud. No role that I've seen her do is, a, is alike, uh, which is incredibly difficult. But I mean, once you win an Oscar, the, you know, the acting world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want to do. But into that's enough on Emma Stone. But into Lady Abigail, she to me, was the most complicated character. Um, and I honestly, and I was telling Coyote this, like it's almost, if you were to choose a character study, uh, I don't really believe this film was a character study. I think it was equal parts among all. But I think if you were to say that it was a character study about anyone, it would definitely be a character study about her because she was the most round character. Now, uh, for those of you that are not cinephiles, um, round character just means that character goes from point A to point B and there's tons of growth in between. Not necessarily good growth, but growth. So you're going to be different than in, at the outcome than you were in the beginning. Um, Lady Abigail uh, comes from nothing. Well, she originally comes from a family that's pretty well off. And somehow she is related to Lady Sarah, which just thickens the plot. <laughs> but anyway, so she comes and... She's basically fallen from grace, okay? We don't quite know what has happened. I think either that was explained and it went over my head or it was just popping people when I'm shoving popcorn in my mouth. It's quite an ugly scene. I don't want to subject any of you to it. But anyway, um, I don't know if she like lost everything, but she's basically like poor and a peasant now. And she winds up at the castle needing a job. And so she becomes uh, basically like an apprentice, if you will, to Lady Sarah, played by Rachel Weisz. I just love her so much, I just have to keep saying her name. But anyway, um, so she decides to kind of shadow her, but she's so, I think she's so used to becoming, to being someone, right? And being on top that she's not used to this feeling. She's, you know, there's scenes of her working with the other girls in the, in the, in the muck before she gets promoted. And, you know, she, there's this one girl who asks her to clean the floor and she's scrubbing the floor and she sticks her hand in the bucket. And you know, that back then you didn't have gloves. The girl had poured lye in the bucket. And so she burned her whole hand, you know, it was just like a hazing thing. And then, you know, um, when they arrived, someone just pushed her out of the carriage. She fell in a slop of mud. So she, she is not used to this. Um, I don't think she was like royalty, but she definitely lived well. 
and then everything came to a screeching halt. Um, what I loved about her character was she was charming. Very disarming, very charming, um, very, very manipulative. And you catch it a little bit at a time. It doesn't really become apparent until she really works her way in and starts edging Lady uh, Sarah out of the picture. And that's where their rivalry comes into play. And I honestly think she's the worst one of them all, but the most intriguing one of them all. And Emma Stone played the hell out of her. Um, she makes a way for herself, but at what cost, man? She's climbing the, climbing the actually, literal ladder, because she actually was on a ladder trying to get books, but whatever. Um, you know, she climbs the ladder, climbs the ropes, earn her, earns her stripes, all those uh, idiosms, idiosms, but... She eventually becomes intertwined with Queen Anne. And Queen Anne at this part, I think Queen Anne has just given up on life. She's just tired. Um, it's not that she's weak per se. I think that's a little strong. But she's just, she's exhausted. I mean, you try, you know, unfortunately losing 17 kids. See how you turn out. You know, I'm surprised she's still standing. Um, she's doing the best she can. So I think she just wants, I, she just wants someone else to deal with it. I think she likes to just be queen and live in her old la-la land. Um, you know, and try to figure it out. But Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz's characters just feed off that. Um, you know, I I think honestly, it was definitely a character study because you just watch her become this this just behemoth of a storm. Like she came out of nowhere. And although she, I don't really know if she came out of nowhere, I think she honestly was you know, there the whole time, a constant presence. And then again, back to that last scene, you see, um, you know, Queen Anne, she catches her almost killing one of her rabbits because she's just, she's evil at this point, brutal. And she stops her and then like makes her submit. And it's such a powerful scene. It's probably the most powerful scene in the film to me. And everything now that she's done is for naught because the power struggle is no longer a struggle. The power has been clearly defined. And that's why that that scene is so incredibly important to the film. And it was so brilliantly put in at the end of the movie. I just don't think it would have... I think it would have been lost had he included it anywhere else. So I loved this film. I think, honestly, each character has something different. They are all strong in their own right. They may not always be... They may not all be good people. But hey... <laughs> Who of us are? But anyway, they're all strong. Um, Queen Anne is benevolently strong. And Lady Abigail is malevolently strong. Um, but they're all strong women with their own agendas. And they didn't let the times or the circumstances dictate to them who they should be. And that's why I loved it. If you guys have not seen it, you got to go check it out. Tune into the Oscars Sunday, February 24th on all your major networks. They don't have a host yet, people, so I'm just saying it might be a shit show. But anyway, um, check it out. Stay tuned for another episode of Chick Flick. Scriptly Adapted's coming up next. Take care, guys. Peace.